In this episode of Struggle to Connect, I have conversations with four people on the same topic about something that if you live in the city, you have to deal with quite often. You'll hear from Bella Biagio. You'll hear from my sister, Lisa Vanderbeck Weir. You'll hear from my kind of like sister, Lisa Parsons. And you'll hear from my youngest sister, Katie. And between the interviews will be interstitials from the street. You'll hear Perry Ty, Larissa Coleman, and Betsy Olson. My friend Brian McDonald, who teaches story structure, told me to wrap up with what we've learned. However, upon listening to this, I'm not sure that I learned anything. Next stop, Capitol Hill Station. Can I get a deluxe fries, a medium coke, and two ketchups, please? Deluxe fry, medium coke, two ketchups. Crossing Broadway. Block sign is on. Crossing Broadway. So I talked to about five people yesterday on, on this topic. I've almost exhausted it, but I really want to get your, your take on it. And I just saw a guy, you know, doing one of these. Uh, I'm just going to stand up and do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. <laughs> you know, just kind of like, okay. So describe, describe what I'm doing. You got your hand on your dick. You got your hand on your dick. But it's like, it's like your safety blanket too. And it, you know they have to let you. You know. It's what like, about when I do this? <laughs> is that a safety blanket or is that? That's like. like I got, what? What is it? It's like. Have you noticed that I have my hand on my dick? Kind right. of thing. So who's it for? Who's? Oh, this, is this the question? Who, who is? Who is the, the dick man? Who? Who? Who is his audience? Himself? <laughs> is he alone in his room? Is he wanting a, a, you know, what does he want? I feel like with this situation, because I actually will say something to them. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Okay. I always go, do you got to put your hand on your dick? Oh, okay. So you... I actually say shit. Wow. I actually will confront somebody with their hand what on their dick. What do you dick. get called? And how many times have you been hit? <laughs> Never been hit. Uh-huh. They're usually, uh, um, you know, kind of shocked that I have approached them. Uh-huh. And I go, you know, what, it, you know, it's like, I can see you have on your, your hand on your dick. Right. So what's up with your hand on your dick? <laughs> your dick. So you just ask them. I'm like, what are you doing? What's, why is your hand on your dick? Oh, my God. I love that. But what, what do they say? They're just like, and they just give me a look. It's not really even, because they're in shock and they know I'm calling them out with their hand on their dick. So they're not going to say anything. No one's ever like said, get away from me, you fucking yeah. dyke. Really? Because <laughs> I would expect that. No, nobody said a word, but I do actually say something. I call it um, cunt whore dyke. It's one word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, or as, as Samantha B. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you watched Samantha B, but she recently, you know, she called a, um, a group of women in Seattle that were being called those names. The like a team, the Seattle Seawards, S-E-A-W-A-R-D-S. That's great. Yeah, because they're toward the sea. Yeah, right, yeah. right. But um, I would expect that you would have been called the Seaward. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, well, when I do that, I, and then they're, they still keep the hand on the deck. They don't take the, the hand. They don't There's change no, the behavior. No, no behavior changes, but I'm always just like calling them out, right? Right. But... Or I'll walk by them while they're walking by me and go, oh, he's got to have the hand on the dick, don't you? You got to have the hand on the dick. What's the dick? Why you have the hand on the dick kind of thing. Right. Right. And, and then they just, you know, look so at me. So humiliation like, doesn't even really. No, no humiliation has happened or worked. It doesn't. Mm-mm. Nope. Wow. But I, I feel like because we don't have any form of boundary anymore at all, that you could do anything you want. And so it just feels like. Put my hand on my dick and gonna do whatever I want. Right. I mean, my sister brought up the point that, like, and, and this is true, is that we don't want to live in a society where we have so many rules mm-hmm. and so many laws that you're just, you know, completely constricted. And she brought up that, you know, my right to extend my hand and stretch 
ends when I'm, my hand touches your face, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? So, right. And I don't know where the dick thing falls on personal rights because my other issue with it is I'm fine with somebody, um, you know, with their little pacifier or whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I find underneath the surface that's more hostile mm-hmm. is that we as women see it all the time Mm -hmm. men don't see it for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and it's a gauntlet that we have to run like i have to get to work but i have to go by that guy and i don't know what's going on with him i don't know what his intent is and i also don't know as lisa parsons and katie both said if it's going to be active or passive You know, because it can be passive mm. Al Bundy mm-hmm. or it can start moving. Right. And then then you're in a situation. But there's also this happens so much that it's like disregard, disregard, disregard. We as women see so much of it and disregard so much of it. It's really hard to know if it's compounding and right. adding to our anger. Right. Well, see, OK, so I don't ever see it like that because... I can confront so easily. Right. I just think you are, you are so far out of being okay in public right now for me. Right. That I'm going to say something. Right. So I don't ever, I don't go to that um, arena about the passive or if it's going to be active or, or fear. There's no fear with me. I don't know why, but there just isn't. Okay, so you don't fear, you don't have any sexual fear of no. any kind. Okay, no. you're just, you find it to be, um, what's the word, um, inappropriate. I, they're completely inappropriate as far as I'm concerned. So inappropriate, not just to me, but to everything around them. Right. So, and so I feel the duty to protect everybody around me. And I've always had this kind of weird justice thing anyhow. Right. Because I, I don't ta- think that's weird. I think people should. <laughs> I, Let's that's... say a seven-year-old girl shouldn't have to walk by right. that. And you're not afraid. She might be. You're just going to go ahead and... Yeah. Why? Well, it's like... You're an X-man. Look. <laughs> it's like, Yeah. Basically. I mean, I you know, I, do you know that I told my mother that I wanted to be a, um, a zoologist, right? She's like, great, 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 great. But really what I wanted to do was go to Africa and kill poachers. So I was that, that was my route. Oh, okay. Because I just have this thing that's like, this is appalling and I'm going to take care of it all on my own. <laughs> Stra- I love that. Strap a bunch of ammunition to my body. No, I, I like that. I think that that's, you know, I mean, as we were, we were talking earlier before we turned on the microphones, mm-hmm. you know, you do have a, a, a sense, you do get angry and mm-hmm. there's like a, I feel like a justifiable anger in a lot of things that you get upset about. Mm-hmm. And also um, a sense of, um, you know, like righteous indignation, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And the trick, I guess, is to also try to be happy. <laughs> and a lot of people that are happy can, do, you know, delete, ignore, delete, you know, like recognize, delete, you know, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty easily. Oh, well, but this is maybe this is where the problem is, though. It's not it, it's like you're walking around. See, we've been fed so hard about happiness, um, especially when you're somebody who, who suffers from depression and you have issues around happiness. Anyhow, so you're like, that's not a approachable. That's not a goal that you ever <laughs> see occurring in your life. Right. Like, what is it? What does it mean? So what? Has, wait, wait, wait. Did, did you just mean that? The goal of happiness is not something that's in a way that you're you're ever reaching toward. Is that what yeah you just said? I just don't, <laughs> I don't even bother with it. Right. So <laughs> it's so unattainable that it's not in the picture of something that you're reaching towards. So you're just going to shoot from the hip and do what you need to do. This is true. And what I said to somebody the other day is like, we decide because I I don't know if people understand really what happiness is or what. They just assume that they are, but they eliminate all kinds of emotion as well out of their beings. So they don't operate with the full spectrum of emotion as, as far as I'm concerned. Because it's very easy for me to be sad or angry or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's very difficult for me to be like really, like truly, I would say, happy. But when I get to that place where I'm kind of, you know, okay, I feel like, oh, I've reached some kind of level of 
you know, calm and happy in the sense like of... Like solace? Yeah. But I never think... Like, I look at other people and they're saying, oh, I'm so happy. I'm like, are you really? Like... Right. Or have you been fed this thing about happiness that this is the goal, this is the goal, this is the goal. You're supposed to be happy, 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 happy. When you've got all these this range of emotion that's being you know, cut out basically. And these people who are feeding me the biggest spoonful of the mindfulness thing, I want to kick them in the ball sack. <laughs> well, you know how I feel about that word. <laughs> Probably it's, like it's, it's, I think you and I get upset about the word mindfulness, I think for the same reason in that it's, um, you know, I'm all for people being happy in whatever way they need to be happy. Mm -hmm. But when someone says that they've meditated or they've in, gotten enlightened or that it's like you can never have that because you don't know what it is that they just experienced. Mm -hmm. They just zoned out for 45 minutes in a nam yo ho renge kyo like <laughs> fantasy orgasm, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know where you went. I don't like dislike them for doing it. But the thing that bothers me is I can't, Oh, what? You can't hear that 22,000 kilohertz tone? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I can't, actually. No. <laughs> what? But you can't, if you tried harder. I mean, like, it, it's just, I mean, it's unattainable to mm -hmm. me because I don't even know what I'm reaching toward. Right. It, it, and it falls into that thing of like. It's an elusive butterfly it, that, that, I don't know. It's like, oh my God, I feel so good on this cleanse. It's like, I don't even know what you're, I don't know what anybody's feeling. I, w I want everybody to be happy. You know, I'm not anti-happy. No, no. And I'm not, I'm not either. But then I'm like. I'm anti-preachy. Right. About happy. Please don't, you know, if they start, I just, I, these days I just walk away. I, I mean, really, even if I'm in a, like a therapy, if I went to a therapist and they were like, well, we're going to practice some mindfulness, I'd be like, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go now. I'm in a, um. And like an outpatient program right now called DBT. It's dialect, yeah, yeah, yeah. dialectical behavioral yeah. therapy. And it's all about mindfulness. And I'm being so good. Like I am. Like I'm doing the homework. I'm listening. You know, but and there are just cut and dry techniques that, mm -hmm. that, that can kind of help me. The, the only way that I can get by in life and not re is um, have the person outside of my own self looking at me. Oh, look, look how crazy Amy's being right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if I'm literally yelling in the street, which I literally do. Right. You know, right. I can like see that and go, oh, that's what crazy people do. Right. So I'm kind of just learning more how to adjust my behaviors to what kind of have the look and feel of normal. Mm -hmm. um, and the medication is helping, mm -hmm. you know, but I really, I really attribute a lot of how I feel better to, to, to medication, mm -hmm. even though medication is bad and drug companies are horrible and they're just blah, 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 blah. Fuck you. Fuck, Fuck you. you. Fuck you. I, I, I'm in agreement. If you sage St. John's wart to me. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. You know, but we digress. Although I don't even, <laughs> uh, not that there's a topic, you know, cause we're just talking, but mm. one of the other things that I wanted to, um, and, and a lot of me doing this podcast is for my own, like, I'm trying to get better. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I can get better is to talk to people. Mm. And I realize I have all these amazing people in my life. Right. And also to kind of, as I talked to one of my therapists recently, is to, to stop hiding. Mm. I'm like, I hide who I am. Oh, I, do that I hide too. who I am. I, I've been hiding who I am literally. Literally, as the children say. <laughs> yes, since literally. I was three, I can remember distinct. I'm hiding and having secrets since the age of three. Yeah, I understand. You know, and and then the other, and something that she brought up is it can make you sick. Mm -hmm. it can make you sick, like physic, like you can die sooner because you need the. If you and I talk, like you and I are talking now, mm -hmm. and I'm not hiding. And then also, if I let myself be vulnerable to you, mm -hmm. then if I let myself be vulnerable, let myself be seen and open up to you and we talk, right. then I have a connection with you. And that actually is 
the only thing worth living for on this entire planet. I, you know, I am in agreement with you. I just, um, um, cause I feel so alone on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and all I want to do is talk to people. <laughs> I grew up with brothers and I know all the gross things they do. It's like, what, why are you taking a shower again? It's like three showers in one day. I wonder what they were doing in the shower. It's a hot shower. Those muscles are sore after soccer. <laughs> I didn't figure it out then, but I, I learned about it later. <laughs> his hand down his pants, holding his penis. Oh, no. Okay. And oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And the thing is, and I thought to myself, I immediately just was like, it, it, it me immediately went into the disregard bin of my mind mm -hmm. because it's something that I see so often that it just immediately gets deleted. Oh, swipe, delete. <laughs> it just like, it doesn't even bear, it just barely registers. And then In I the thought, matrix of Amy, that was like, <laughs> But then I thought delete. how much I see it and how much I disregard it, right? Like his hand was down his pants as in that sort of, Al Bundy, I'm just comfortable way, or I'm fondling myself, and the police should. It come was and more take like, well, um, th it's funny you should bring up Al Bundy because that's exactly what Natalie Lambert brought up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to get there, on the spectrum of the, man with hand down his pants. There's different styles. I, I think there's different styles and different levels of what people think is appropriate. Okay, I personally think there's no time in which you should be at public where your hands should be down your pants in any any time whatsoever. Do you think it's publicly inappropriate? Yeah. I Scratching agree. your balls on the street is inappropriate. Now what women do when they have a little itch down there, they excuse themselves and then <clears throat> wipe their mouth and from the and leave the table or whatever and they go into the ladies room. Uh-huh. And they do whatever they need to and then they even wash their hands. Right. Um but yeah, so doing that stuff out in public is not... It's not appropriate. It's just not cool, man. Now, now give me... I'm not cool with it. Give me the, the different styles when you say different styles. Different styles. Well, okay, so then there would be sort of the Al Bundy. I have my hands sort of halfway in my pants underneath my belt. Or like Nick Offerman. He yeah. Does that. Yeah. I uh -huh. guess, yeah. And I, I like him. Right. He, and he, he doesn't get like, it all the way down there. No, though. it's just sort of like a... Like, I don't, my hand, for some reason, my pockets aren't comfortable enough, so I'm going to use the front of my pants as a pocket right. kind of thing. Right. And so that's, like, not that offensive. Uh-huh. But then when somebody's, like, and then, let me what see, what would What if a woman be, did that? It would seem really gross. Right. If a woman did that, it would seem wildly inappropriate um, for some reason, more sexual, because when a man does it, it doesn't seem sexual at all. Like, it actually desexualizes a man. Even though yet he's holding his member or trying to reach to get to his member, it actually makes him less sexy. Because women aren't attracted to that. No. Okay. It's disgusting. It's like... But do you hmm. find that a lot of men do it in a sexual way? Like, in public? Yeah. Um, it may be for them in their head, but it doesn't, I don't know. It's, it's like, um, I don't know. It's, it's like when we see a poster of a woman and she's like sticking her butt out or something and it's like a, it's supposed to be for like, I always laugh when I go down, downtown and there's an ad for a purse mm -hmm. and the woman's always holding her purse like in between her legs and she's kind of spread eagle, like. Right. And I'm like, who are they advertising that purse for? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, it really messes with me because I'm like, I like the purse, but I don't want to look there right now because it, it just, it's all, anyway. It, and what that, is she putting see, into the purse? And it's a receptor. Is, and yeah. isn't the purse th then just another metaphor for something? Like, don't you want to put something in my purse? I don't know. Of course it is, advertising-wise. Yes. So, um, and those ads, while they're sexualized are very unsexy to me like they're super unsexy it's like you have an object and you're just going to place it like in the chest area or the you know lady area the lady <laughs> the lady area right to like make it sexy 
and it it just those kinds kind of kind of things always seem gross to me. So when somebody is fondling themselves in the street, and this actually would go for male or female, it is patently unsexy because it's just an inappropriate place. Right. It's like right. the same. My dog is chewing on a bone in That's here. okay. Um, There's a lot going on everywhere when I talk to people. <laughs> so it's just wildly inappropriate. And it's never sexy in the wrong place. Like somebody could do the same thing, like kind of, you know, slide their hand down their chest at a like strip club. Or if they're prints. Or if they're prints. Yeah. You know, or like Brad Pitt. Yeah. And yeah, it might look sexy, but do you think that in their mind that they are prints? I don't know. I mean, people are delusional. They're very delusional. Do you think it's fair that women have to walk by a man several times a day who has his hands down his pants? No, I don't think I should have to see that. But I live in a free society. Do you find that it might be the price that I pay? Do you think that that? It falls in the realm of free. Women aren't allowed to take their shirts off. Well, it's interesting to think about because I I do think exposing oneself, there's already laws about exposing oneself and all that kind of thing. But And I don't think it's appropriate. And when somebody's acting inappropriately, you know, they should be punished or whatever. But I also don't want to live in a society where people have to wear burqas. Right. Right. It's like, sure. So there's always a line. Where's the line of like freedom? And I used to joke like the line for me to stretch my arms ends at your face. Right. If my fist in my stretching happens to hit your face, then the freedom for me to stretch my arms is gone because you still need the freedom to not get hit in the face. Right. Right. We should have the freedom to not have to see people fondling themselves in the street. Right. And so I think culturally making places that where like, okay, you're on a nude beach or whatever, like, or you're at a strip club or wherever you are, that that's an appropriate thing to do. And that there's some sort of expectation that you may see that fine. But on the street, there's children, there's me. Let's take There's it. Let's people, take out of Al Bundy and go into the. Um, and I'm just gonna put my hand down there, and I'm kind of gonna look around, like. I think it's sexually aggressive. That's what I think. I think that's sexually aggressive. I think it's a sexually aggressive act because it's, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely in the now in the other spectrum. So there's a spectrum of like just clueless. I'm Al Bundy. I put my hands down my pants, or I'm like people just, that pick their nose and yeah, don't know they're picking there's their nose. The clueless guy who doesn't yeah. realize he's actually fondling himself. He, maybe he literally is just clueless. Mm-hmm. Then there's the on the spectrum of stalker, sexually aggressive rapist kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. And they are that where you're actually like watching someone or kind of taunting them and then touching yourself is a sexually aggressive behavior. It's not even, it's not sexual, but I mean, he, he, that person is on the rapist spectrum. When a guy is standing on the corner, kind of looking around with that, like, Hey, I've got look, you know, like kind of a macho, like, look what I got. I'm got, you know, it's like running a gauntlet. It's like you yes. have to wa- it's like I'm just trying to get to work. Right. And I have to walk by this person. Right. And I'm just wondering like psychologically, we keep just taking this and throwing it in the trash bin of like oh, there's that thing, delete. There's that right. thing, delete. Does it ever compound? I think it compounds. I think I think what's really interesting lately is I think with YouTube and with women not taking so much shit anymore, really and younger women being more aware, you're seeing more of these videos where, you know, women are going are videotaping all the times that they're harassed during the day. Right. And that one where where they they videotaped it and then showed it to their boyfriends and their boyfriends were actually shocked at how many times a day their girlfriend was propositioned or right. whistled at or you know, hands down the pants guy was looking at him. I mean, 
they were shocked. And, and for us women, we're not shocked at all. I always tell young men at work when they're like, oh, yeah, you know, my girlfriend this. And I go or I, I'll be out, you know, because I travel a lot. And, you know, one of my friends was joking that I sat down and like five minutes later, some dude was sitting next to me, you know, mm-hmm. um, chatting me up. And he goes, oh, my God, I didn't leave for like two minutes. And some guy was sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. I thought nothing of it mm-hmm. because, of course, some guy would chat me up. I'm a 52 year old beautiful woman. <laughs> But I mean, actually, what I am is I call it uh, DFF. I'm a definable female form. <laughs> so, so in any time you're at like a, uh, you know, like uh, IT thing or whatever, and you're a DFF, you know, definable female form, mm-hmm. you, somebody's probably gonna talk to you. But anyway, back to the story. So I'm sitting there, a guy comes, and then later on, he's the, my friend is giving me bad time, like, oh my gosh, that guy was chatting you up, and I looked at him I said do you know many times a day your wife probably gets propositioned or hit on he goes what are you talking about I go I'm sure it happens to her every day yeah every single day sure she doesn't tell you about it because it's absolutely not worth mentioning no but I just talked to two I talked to mm -hmm. a man and a trans woman just Mm -hmm. now and the man pretty much never saw this like almost didn't know what I was talking about right the trans woman almost never saw it and only very recently has started getting unwanted sexual attention. attention. You know? Yeah. The the more female you become. Yeah. And it and it doesn't But it didn't have the deep anger behind it. No. That of some you know, and because it just hasn't been happening as long. Well, look at a trans woman. I look at a trans woman who's a newly woman mm-hmm. as like a, teen, a teenage girl who's newly woman, mm-hmm. right? A teenage girl who's just getting her body and just she'll get some attention and she'll be flattered by that attention. Like, you know, like maybe toss her hair and giggle and she's kind of flattered by it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think um, a movie that captured that perfectly mm-hmm. was um, Juliet Lewis was in with Robert De Niro. Uh-huh. And he's giving her all that attention, but then he puts her his thumb in her mouth, and it's oh, just right. awkward. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. He goes too far, and then right. she gets freaked. Yeah, it's Col- Cape Fear. Yeah, Cape Fear. Yeah. It perfectly shows there's a dangerous man who's giving this girl attention, but she's flattered by it because she's too young. She even has braces. She has to take her little retainer out. Yeah, and it shows perfectly sort of that moment of. You know, in that movie, she really becomes a woman because she realizes the danger that lurks behind that attention. Right. 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 And I think for a newly trans woman, I would imagine they go through in a weird way, a late stage adolescence. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You're you've just become a woman and now you're starting to have the experiences you would have had when you were 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. But now you're having them at 35, 40, whatever. So that anger thing is probably going to be delayed by a few years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's a one in a sad way I think that's a thing that will kind of separate trans women from women you know like they'll they'll come to a place of understanding but that's where when you don't have that history behind it they it's sort of like they have to catch up a little mm-hmm. bit and mm-hmm. then you'll probably understand each other a little bit more now what a woman born as a woman who felt like they were always a woman can't understand the trauma and the pain that it must be to feel like you're in the wrong body all your life well, yeah yeah we so all have different different pains. yeah so there's different and they probably there's probably anger about how you've been treated to be just different Sure. You know, being treated yeah. different. So, yeah. so I'm it's not, not like a, it's not um, who suffers more. Yeah, I'm not playing that game. I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm yeah. just merely suggesting that there, that being a woman has certain milestones that you go, go through. Mm-hmm. And one of them is being flattered by male attention. And another one is being disgusted by male attention. Right. Right. As, uh-huh. as, as far as another spectrum. Right. Right. And even if you're straight, you can still be absolutely disgusted by me. I really that wanted kind of to get attention. up this morning and then find, because it's not really hard to find one of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> and find a way to ask, like, 
Hi, you. I'm interviewing men who like to fondle their penises in public. Yeah, notice Can that you're doing that. Can we talk about that? Yeah, and, and, and what reaction I would get from that. You, you might have to be careful because you might end up being um, Jodie Foster in, you know, Silence of the Lambs and have to wipe stuff off of your face because who knows <laughs> what could happen, you know. What did nigs in the next cell say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said um, I could smell your cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate your honesty in that. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could get harmed or whatever, but I mean, I would have to go with somebody else. I mean, I'm, I, of course, I would get called cunt, oh. dyke, whore. Um, maybe all three like a cunt, dyke, whore, like one word. Yeah, maybe there's a word, a conglomerate word out there, and they could just throw I've been that called, one out. I've been called a lot of them, so I'm kind of used to the grab bag. Yeah, so. just pick one out. Yeah, you know, maybe you could just carry with you a little bag with all of those words and say, "Okay, pick one," <laughs> <laughs> and then they could just pick it out. Okay, we got that over with, and you get to see the woman hating like really come out. Yeah, and it's just so. I it's wonder. like it's like opening the ark in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like. <laughs> close your eyes you know like and it's flying around like they, you don't understand the woman hating that really happens it's like the amy schumer rape and kill button oh my god yeah so true though yeah it is just it's so true and and i think it's yeah those things you just can't understand unless you really love it but you may be surprised the most interesting thing maybe about it that, would be like telling somebody they have their fly down they're like oh my god i didn't know that thank you for oh my god know. it was such a subconscious <laughs> act i didn't realize i was doing it Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> sure. Um, I think that it could be interesting. Like, what if he... Because you got to imagine, actually, this person, A, could be super, super insecure, right? Or, you know, highly damaged, right? Right. So it'd be interesting to know what that damage is. Right. Like, w what happened in your life or what occurred to you that you think that this is okay or not that you even think it's okay maybe he's deeply deeply ashamed and knows that it's wrong but can't is it's compulsive and he can't stop doing it right which is actually sad yeah but i still don't want to see it right <laughs> i can feel sorry for you and the fact that you drool but i might not want to look at you while right. you're drooling exactly so you know and then you know natalie brought up a good point where it's like we want men to stop it but it's a start it's not our place again to have to tell them no like, they should so other men should you other know. men should step up and other men should see it other men should notice it yeah you know and say like hey buddy don't do that can you yeah. not do that i think maybe though you're you know when a guy does something like that you're um you know there's always that competitive aggressive thing so you're you're having to risk getting in an actual physical altercation if you say something right to somebody like that and plus I well think, i might get raped and killed <laughs> i know but you're you're talking about you know the the sort of scenario you set up was sort of a public street right you're walking down the street we see lots of behavior during the day that right is disgusting i yeah. hate when people spit i'm, oh, I'm like one of those people i can't God. stand to see spit Hear I'm, people hawk. I and spit. actually think I that, get yeah. physically ill. Do you get physically ill? I do. Yeah. And I think that remember in Singapore when someone spit on the sidewalk and they caned them? Yeah. I'm 100% for that. <laughs> 100%. And I don't understand why men loogie. It's disgusting. Women might go like, when's have the a little come on, when's the last time you ever in your entire life? Saw a woman spit on the street. Sarah Coon two days ago. In <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, you, but it wasn't a loogie. I've never seen a woman spit in public. But men do this like. Like they're ah, working. They're like they're ah. working. And then they have to do it on the sidewalk. Oh, like so... why don't they even do it in the gutter? Gross. But. The last important question I have for you is, can you name any songs by Mike and the Mechanics? 
Mike and the Mechanics. You know the offshoot. No, of I Genesis. know, I know. And I was just, you know, I thought maybe I can't dance. You know, that's Phil Collins. I know. So then I don't know. Okay. I could see that your important issues are penis fondling and Mike and the Mechanics. I'm not really <laughs> sure how those two are related, but I'm sure somewhere they are. Well, thank you, Lisa. You are very welcome. Okay. I'll be talking to you soon. I hope so. What's the equal and opposite thing that a woman does that's equivalent to that? I got it. Larissa, what? Breastfeeding. Breastfeeding. Interesting. I do not think yeah. that. I do not think that. But I think right. that the guy with the hands down his pants would probably walk past a woman breastfeeding and be like, that's disgusting. That is so gross. Huh. And we'd all be like, no. Your hand down your pants is what's right in public. With his, I've seen that. You've seen it. How, I've how, seen it a lot. A lot, right? Yeah, pretty much every day, right? All the time. My question is, is it appropriate? I believe it is not in a public setting. However, I'm not. That's somebody's hell bent on holding their junk. I guess, you know. Do you I've find, seen people actually. You know, doing more than doing holding more it. than just a gentle. How do you do now? But where do you think? Like, okay, let's let's just try to figure this out because it it's hostile, and we just have to put up with it. It's true, but, but you know, I've been given shit if I have a bra strap that's showing. That's weird, right? Uh, yeah. Like, what did they say to you? Just they they're just weird about if your bra strap is showing, and they, I'm like, but it, you'd be worse if I wasn't wearing a bra. Because, I mean, look at me. It's not like it's a mystery that I'm wearing a bra. So if you can see that I, there's a strap there, it's not like it's, you know. What's that holding? Wh what is that thing, that mystery, that strap? I mean, it's like, it's so odd to me. No, it's just <laughs> something I've puzzled over. <laughs> but why do you think they hold it? I don't know. But just, I've seen it a lot, though. But, but why, I but, see it like they do it with their hands outside their pants, and then they do it with their hands inside their pants. I've seen them with both hands in their pants, squeezing it. Yeah. I don't know. And have they ever looked at you and done that? I don't. I, you really don't, try not to. I don't look at them. I don't try yeah. to make the eye contact with the horny men. Right. Do you think it's... It's not as much as a problem for me anymore as I am now, um, the bloom is off the rose, so to speak. But it used to be a real issue walking down the street. Do you think it's like a, a matter of like preparedness or uh, do you? I think it's absent-minded. I don't think it's particularly hostile unless they're saying things to you and locking eyes. I, I think they've been sticking their hands down their pants since they were babies. And so kind of like how a guy will sit and watch the game with his hand totally down his and i think they're just so used to doing that kind of like the way you'll be at a stoplight and somebody's just picking their nose and they think you can't see them because they're in the car they're just probably people who just plain old pick their nose right and they just forget other people can see them that's what i think what i'm trying to get at i think by even asking this is we as women just we just have to turn a blind eye to it and deal with it all the time right all the time and there isn't an equal and opposite thing that women do that you can like flip-flop and compare I not mean, even close not even close no and no you if you're walking down the street and somebody says something to you and you make eye contact you're inviting more if they say something to you and you do not make eye contact then why are you being such a bitch and you know, it's like you can't win for losing. If you try to be polite and smile, then you're inviting a whole barrage of behavior that you don't want. It's kind of, I don't know, it's just the way it is. I'm sorry. It's just how it, it is. It is the way it is, but <laughs> it, it's, I guess I put on all my little audio gear today because it's like, why do I have to watch a guy? Do you think people should complain more? I don't think it would resolve anything. Do you think that I should go up to them and ask them why? I think that you could and should perhaps, but I think you should have an escort who's willing to back you up should they become hostile. You know what it's in akin to? It's like 
Uh, it's like the man spread on the bus. Yes. Yes. It's like the, yeah, this is taking up some real valuable space. Like we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm amazed they put one sign on the new light rail that addressed man spreading. They didn't call it man spreading, they used an octopus instead. <sighs> But I thought that was effective. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and ask these men. And then I'll be called, you know what I'll be called. Yes, you will. You'll I'll be called a cunt. You'll be called a cunt or a dyke or a dyke cunt. I'll be a dyke cunt. Yes. yes. And yeah. you're a belligerent and man-hater. I'm a belligerent, man-hating dyke cunt. Yes. For even wondering why. I just ask why. Why? Or okay. you could be a cunty dyke, but that's it gets the the <laughs> modifiers get a little more complicated. <laughs> I'm gonna figure this out. <laughs> but thanks for oh, you gotta go. All right, love you. I love you too. What, what, what is it? <laughs> well, he's got his hand. He's he's got his hands down in his pants. Right, and he's maybe rubbing one out. Yeah, while walking. Right, while walking. Yeah. Do you think it's appropriate? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy. So it's inappropriate. It's creepy. It's, yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. It's creepy. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you know, th this is a common, this is something I see constantly. And then it made me wonder, how often do I see it and completely dismiss it? Mm -hmm. How often does any woman see it and completely dismiss it? So I'm going to ask you. Katie, mm. good, how often? Good question, Amy. Good question. How <laughs> often do you see such a thing? Let's see. So it's like, uh, yeah, it, the neighborhood, these are the people in our neighborhood. You've got your Al Bundy leaner. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I try to tune these things out like... I'm trained to tune out unpleasant things. Right. And especially on the street and the dudes on the street, it's part of my like coping mechanism. I'm like a puffer fish has a way and you know, and my the ink that I shoot out of myself is like a cloud between me and awareness of things like that. So right. I don't I don't engage and I don't I don't take it on. Right. You know. But how much of your life, if you really had to think about the ink and the puffer fish and <laughs> your different levels of mechanisms of tuning out things that you don't want to to take on, how, if we're really just to get on down, yeah. get on, strip it all down, uh -huh. you're tuning out a lot. A lot. If I really, and, and I don't know, you know, a question would be how... Uh, numb I am to maybe people who need help or you know if I saw if I see an accident I don't think I'm the best person for that scenario I don't right. think I'm like first reactor or whatever right. responder that's not me you've disabled your first response yeah um, I can barely notice that it happened right unless I actively have to jump out you can walk way. over a body I, I probably have pretty sure I have I float I glide over like I'm have a, a book balanced on my head <laughs> and do you think that this like humanity the humanity that wants to help people yeah has been in a way kind of crushed out of you because you've had to purposefully tune out penis holders yeah I mean it's a good example the penis holder right yeah yeah. It's a pretty good example. It's a very passive representation of something that could be activated at any time. Like, don't scare the beast, you know? Right. Like, it, it could suddenly, you know, like, what's that, you know, uh, you walk into a room in Disneyland and then all the machines suddenly come alive and they sing at you and it's kind of scary. Like, you don't want that to, ooh, happen. So, right. You don't want to trip. tiptoe around. Yeah. 
Yeah. The other day, actually, it was in a different city, but the other day, an old man <laughs> turned to me and said that I'd scared him <laughs> because I snuck up on him because I was like a ninja. That okay. I had startled him. Okay. He said, little girl, you scared me. And he was completely <laughs> freaked out that I was upon him. You know, like he, right. he wasn't a fast walker. Right. And I was upon him out of nowhere. Right. So and was he doing anything? He, he was quite pleasant. Okay. He, he, he was had, just okay. having, he was just trying to walk. That was enough for him to do. Okay. There were no hands in the pants no. or any sort of thing. Now, if a man is standing with his hands down his pants, there's different styles. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, before I impose upon you my different styles, oh. why don't you tell me about maybe two or three different styles of the hand down the pants oh. and the motivations behind them? Well, I mean, it's there's a... There's, uh... Um, still hand and active hand, <laughs> you know, and still hand is just resting and active hand has a lot more motion and active hand you really don't want looking at you. No I don't want looking contact. at me. I don't right. want, I don't want to, um, incite more motion, right? I don't want to be right. part of it. Right. And I had, that's happened to me before. Right. Um, yeah, uh, that was fun. Um, you don't want to incite that. You don't, you know, I'm not trying to be a participant. You're trying to get where you want to go, and then you run into active hand person. Active hand and person. And how does trying to get to work, yeah. for example, how does active hand impact your feelings and i know that your feelings are very shut down on this <laughs> as are most every woman's feelings very shut down on active hand man yeah but in some way do you feel like it is compounded over your life to possibly either disgust or anger you in a way that uh, could one day just come on out? Just unload? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't, I never, you never know what's going to be that one thing that right. just tips the scale. Like one could, too many active hand. Yeah. Could be that. It could be the way that he looks at me when that happens or something he might say, right? Those would be, I think, more likely. But you never know. Maybe it is just that he's, standing there and one day enough is enough i i'd like to think that i have bigger uh like bigger battles you know like oh, i'm gonna pick my battles that won't be the thing right maybe it will though <laughs> one never knows one never knows i don't know what about uh passive hand now passive hand do you think it's like I'm still seven years old in my pajamas and I don't realize I'm outside in the world right now? I don't think that that is for me. I don't think what's happening there. I think that every animal, a human animal, gives off signals <laughs> to others. Like if I wore like a flotation device and a beanie with a propeller, and I walked around like a chicken, I would be sending a signal that said, <laughs> I know crazy. Do not fuck with me. Right? Right. That's how you do that. Right. I right. mean, that's how I would do that. Right. Okay. Right. That's how I would do that's that. That's your choice. I want to say, yes. don't fuck with me. Right. I know crazy. But um, that standing there thing, that's not for me necessarily if it's passive it's i think for other men even more than women they're sending a s signal a com they're communicating uh some kind of i don't know something they want to tell somebody else <laughs> it doesn't have to have anything i, I with too me. have often thought that there's a certain stance and a certain 
machismo stance mm-hmm. that is I'm I this is for other guys whatever is going on down here is some badass shit man mm-hmm. and something like that but but at the bottom of it all too is like appropriateness no I mean yeah here we are embroiled in bathroom battles and I just want to see less dick on the street you know <laughs> I want something very simple I would like to see people just use a, an actual bathroom more that would be terrific if people would just get in there and make that go into the toilet that right. would be i don't care which one right I, any toilet right anybody any toilet go do that <laughs> do you what now what we've seen certain behaviors like like men and this this hand down the pants is just oh the tip of the iceberg what would you say is the equal and opposite um uh trait or manifestation or whatever of what a woman does that could be equal and opposite as offensive as man man hand on penis syndrome or does it even exist i don't know i saw this um i saw a picture of some woman standing in like a warrior pose in short you shorts. You need a yoga warrior pose. I guess. <laughs> I don't even, you know, like, I, I kind of, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. there was a stride, like a stride, one, you know, almost like a lunge. And okay. she had, she was doing some kind of, she has short shorts on, she was doing some kind of kegel with a weight on it. Oh. The weight was hanging out of her shorts like balls like two oh, wait, weights so she had a kegel thing all up and in there in there and with oh. a dangler oh the weights were dangling out of her body Whoa. so maybe if a woman just stood on the corner with her like kegel weights was she raw you know was she in a class no she thinks she was on a beach in her just showing off wow <laughs> But that's like really rare. I mean, if she was adjusting the kegel with her hand. Yeah. That. There you go. There you go. That would be the equivalent. I think so. Yeah. And so that, what you just described, how how rare would you say that is? What I had it? only seen it in photograph somewhere on the Facebook. Okay. So once. it had to get on the internet. Yeah. To be, it's not something that, like you and I could leave this apartment. On I, 16th and Marion, we could walk around, yeah. and I shit you not, <laughs> we could see a hand on a penis in seven to ten it. minutes. Yeah, yeah, we could time it. Yeah. But I, I know with a, the, I believe with the kind of certainty that I believe the sun will come up tomorrow. That if I walked out tonight, I wouldn't see a woman doing the kegel thing. <laughs> I, I believe you are. I believe, I believe. I believe in that. I believe I'll never see that. <laughs> That's, that's something I'll only see in a meme, in you a know? Meme? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if it was real. Maybe I made it up. I mean, it was like so fantastical, but. Yeah, no, that's something. And that's something that maybe could be one of those rare like edge case things where guys go, we'll see women like do Kegel exercises in warrior position outside. <laughs> and then that would be like the equal thing that would like wipe everything else clean, you know? Yeah be like the Carly Fiorina of, you know, of assholery. I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah. Interesting. But she'd really, but I think to really make it equal, she'd have to be like touching, you know, like adjusting her tampon or touching something that you know you, when that hand comes out of there, you don't want it touching you right, or a doorknob right, or right. whatever. Have I think you, that would really. Have you ever seen a woman change a tampon in public? I have not. Neither have I. And that's something women have to do just like medically all the time. All the time. I've never seen it. What's that sound? Is that like a heater that went on? I think that was my refrigerator decided it. That's okay. We'll just, you know. No, we can. Fridge buzz. Um, 
So yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I, I guess what I'm getting at too is like how much of this stuff, like we women have to put up with this shit constantly. And even me bringing it up makes me a man hater, apparently. Like, I don't think other, gu- other guys who don't do that like that. They're not stoked. But do they notice it? I don't know. I'd really have to ask. I'm I'm a, too, like I said, I'm so shut down. Right. I don't, you know, I don't know. But there's so much you're shut down on, which yeah. so much. I have every no idea what's going on. on out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just wondering, like, psychologically, you know, wh- where we are on that. Because, of course, I talk to any girl under 30, they'll claim that this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I just talked to two girls this morning who said that they've never seen this. And I'm going to mm-hmm. go ahead and say, you've never, like, accepted what you were looking at. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's no possible way. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that there's a lot of that with women under 30 where it's like, that doesn't happen. You know, and, you know, granted, the fact that I notice that it happens makes me, as we know, a, um, I think the term is cunt bitch dyke. If I was to like <laughs> ask somebody about this, if I was to walk up to a man and say, excuse me, sir, I'm just curious because I'm a curious person with a curious mind. Why is it that you're standing with your hand on your penis? I would be met with, what would you say that that man would say to me? I, 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 don't, I don't even know. But I thought that was an interesting word. Like maybe you've heard it before. I don't know. I've never, I don't know that I've ever heard that before. <laughs> I might be threatened with violence. I might say, oh, you want to see more of the blah, 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 or <laughs> go straight down to cunt bitch dyke, or now that I'm older, like you old, ugly, hag, dyke, cunt person, something. Yeah. There's going to be some of all that in there. Well, that sounds really fun. That sounds awesome. I know. So anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a guy probably won't do it alone because my friends keep saying maybe that's not something you should ask a man by yourself maybe not yeah well cool well i'm really glad that you know do you think there's an uh, another guy maybe a guy who's not actively doing that in that moment might have the answer we seek since i think i do think that they're doing it for each other it's a signal to... Do you think a, a guy is going to answer... Even like... Do you think even a leftist progressive guy... Do you think they're going to be apologists? I think that there are many guys who don't like it either. Do you think there's many guys that might say... But it's just comfortable. Like I sit on the couch that way and it's comfortable. When I'm in my sweats and I'm watching House of Cards, it's just more comfortable. And then that might be like an apology. It might be. I mean, but that's the the Al Bundy thing or, you know, somebody adjusting a a moment of discomfort is different than somebody posturing that way. Right. And that, you know, it's a different, uh, totally different. So that wouldn't answer a question at all. Well, Larissa's brothers said that they, they just like to sit that way. It's more comfortable for them to sit on the couch that way. Then I reminded her but you're a girl and you have to sit next to your brothers who are touching their dicks and that might be kind of uncomfortable. So then their response is like, oh, oh, dude, I'm sorry, okay. But, but why should we even have to feel uncomfortable at all? You know? Well, I, I, st- I think it's still different. The, the sitting on the couch thing is very different from the street corner thing to me. Now, Lisa Parsons had an interesting, in the, in the equal and opposite question. Yeah. She said. Yes. That people have been offended by her bra strap showing. <laughs> As if that was somehow like, um, what are the words? What are the words to that? Like, yeah. Like, your bra strap is showing, so somehow I'm assaulting you 
a, like a nine pound hammer of assault of the fact that I have breasts and I'm reminding you of that mm -hmm. and that they need to be supported yeah with a support system her, which yeah yeah her body upsets a lot of people they don't know how to process the information that is her body no they don't yeah and sh so she deals with that every day and that's just the way she's drawn like Jessica Rabbit I'd like to see all pants go up I no longer want to see a butt crack, underwear, skid marks, and there's a lot of passed out with the pants to where butt crack is, is 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 happening. So there's just there's just a lot of, a lot of pants down and junk. But thank you, Katie, for for uh, you know even trying to. I tried. I told you I'm shut down. I did my best, though. Hope I helped. I think the fact that you're shut down is key. Well, I'm upper, upper class, high society. God's gift to ballroom notoriety. And I always fill my ballroom. The event is never small. The social pages say I've got the biggest balls of all.